Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Earlier this week, the report from the Ad Hoc Committee on Short-Term Rentals in Alnwick-Haldeman Township was officially brought before the Planning Committee of Council. Councillors deferred any action to give politicians and the public a chance to give more input and take into account the numerous delegations that appeared at the meeting. Many delegates and council members spoke about the divisive nature of the issue and the need to get it right. Have a listen and see what you think. I'm so pleased to have with me today Michael Ainsworth, chairperson of the Short-Term Rental Ad Hoc Committee and a member of Council for Alnwick Haldeman. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Thanks, Robert. Let's start with the committee. Can you give us the background that led to the formation of this ad hoc committee and its mandate? Well, the... Uh... The committee started uh, because of the short short term rental bylaw that the township has existing right now, <clears throat> and um, through canvassing, there was a lot of of concerns about short term rentals, and so it was part of my mandate and and, and other councillors to look at this short term rental and um, figure out if the bylaw was uh needed to be it needed to be changed or it was okay or was it the bylaw or was it just enforcement that was that was the issue or something so that's kind of where the ad hoc committee en- ended up with so um you know we we put an advertisement out to get uh people on the committee that were like we we wanted to have a little bit of a mix like people that were for short term rentals people that were against short term rentals and kind of people in the middle and uh, so we ended up with a with a good group, and uh, we had, I believe, five meetings before we ended up with our recommendations. What What were some of the things you were hearing as you were campaigning back in the fall? Well, really, um, the the complaint part of the short term rentals was um, was very few compared to the amount that we know of that we have in the municipality. So I think right now we know we have about 51 in the municipality and we have about five that are the are, are problem, problematic ones. <clears throat> so wherever I canvassed in those areas, I definitely got the impression that in, that there was issues on the short-term rentals in those areas. And and I want to say that not every time in, in these same places was it a, a problem Every time it was just certain times that that people were uh, in their in their in vacationing there at these short term rentals, and sometimes the uh, those uh, um, the uh, the clients were a problem. 
You mentioned earlier in our conversation uh, about the committee and how it was chosen. And you mentioned you felt that it was balanced in its representation. One of the complaints by opponents is that the committee did not have a balanced representation of business people or operators. How do you respond to that? Uh, that's in, in, in my opinion, that's that's not what it was at all. The only we uh, we 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 had a good balance and then two people had to quit the committee. And um, so. Uh, you know that left us too shy, and the these you know the ad hoc committee was only for you know we want we wanted to get it done uh, you know within a timely basis, and the process to to um, getting two more people to fill those spots would take longer than than the ad hoc committee was going to be um, established. So we went with what we had, and and we made all the decisions, and um, everything was a recorded vote. Now, you've already mentioned that there were five meetings that were held over a two-month period. Now, it may seem to some people that that's a very short period of time, given the complexity of the issue. How is it that the committee was able to make these recommendations in such a short period of time? Well, the existing bylaw we had, you have to understand that if if past counsel, and, and, I'm, and I'm not here to pick on anybody, but I'm just saying that the new council's mandate is to make sure that um, bylaw enforcement is is uh, important to us. And if um, if we had a had if we had a had uh, um, you know more follow up maybe uh, and I'm not and I'm not uh, criticizing our our bylaw um, department. I'm just saying that our mandate for this council is to make sure that we get we get um, proper bylaw enforcement. And um, you know, if if the uh, if that had been maybe a, a mandate for past councils, we might not be here having this conversation right now, because we really only had five five I want to say five maybe seven problematic uh, short term rentals is the reason this whole thing came about. So I uh, you know so I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush because we've got you know if if the other. Um, 46 are good or the 45 that have been have been doing it good and uh you know been good neighbors then then that's really uh what it's all about one of the major questions is where to allow short-term rentals now in the previous bylaw it was very restrictive there's a huge list that limits where uh these short-term rentals can be created the committee is proposing to allow short-term rentals in more places can you explain the difference? Uh, yeah, I can a little bit without my notes in front of me, Robert. Now we we did open up um, uh, quite a bit more as as a recommendation, and and I think when you look when you look at the whole big picture, like um, you know who can and who can't, I I honestly don't know, and and I would have to have a you know a solicitor's uh, answer on this if we can really determine who can and who can't, um, you know, and, and what what criteria we would have to have as a council to say that, you know, uh, shoreline residential is uh, you can't have a, a short term rental there, but you can have it in rural residential or agricultural. So we opened them up to where we think we we could uh, we could win that argument. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll see. And, and then council will make the make their decision when it comes to uh, tonight, I would imagine, or maybe it'll get deferred to another meeting. 
Well, it's interesting because um, in the previous bylaw, uh, you couldn't have it in agricultural, rural, rural residential, hamlet residential, shoreline residential, limited yeah. services, Oak Ridge's moraine. I mean, the list really goes on. Now uh, it's allowing for agricultural, rural, rural residential, hamlet residential, Oak Ridge's moraine countryside, as well as uh, general commercial, hamlet, recreational, commercial and development. Now, it, why is that a good thing to, to open those up to those areas um, and making those adjustments? What's it going to mean to the, the township and to residents? Well, uh, the our township is is based on probably fifty percent of our of our business is agricultural. The next biggest part of our business is tourism, and and we have no place um, other than St. Anne's Inn and Spa to to go and stay when you come to our municipality. So weddings and anniversaries and and birthdays and any kind of event that we have here, people don't have a place to stay. So when it comes to our, our um, you know, our strategic planning and, um, you know, we, we have to think about these things, <clears throat> you know, you know, it, it doesn't make sense for us to have all these events and, and all this tourism that we have in, in uh, Elmo Column and Township when it comes to um, our, our like fishing and hunting and snowmobiling and ATVing and kayaking and bicycle riding and horseback riding. We have all this stuff in our municipality. And if people want to come here and visit, there's no place for them to stay. And, and you know, so why should they have to go to Coburg um, to get a motel and us lose that economic benefit of, of our tourism industry? So it, it plays, to me, it plays a big part in, uh, in, in, in our tourism part of our strategic planning. When we think of short-term rentals, we imagine people's homes, cottages, maybe an apartment. But the committee looked at something called unserviced nature retreats. Can you tell us what these are and why it was discussed? So the the short or the the nature retreats are um, it's it's almost like a like the glamping title, and and we do have a couple of those. In our, in our municipality, and they're actually not under the short-term rental. They don't actually qualify as a short-term rental under the bylaw, but they're here and we need to address them. So we address them in the zoning, in the zoning bylaw. So, uh, and, and that was the purpose of that was to, you know, because a lot of people are like this uh, nature retreat stuff, you know, and um, so it's there. We have some people doing it and we might as well work with them. And then instead of them trying to, you know, hide from the bylaw and maybe try to skim through without no one noticing them. But uh, I think it's a valid, valid uh, um, option for people to stay. And, and I think it's a, and you know, and some of the committee already kind of have gone and visited these um, nature retreats and used them themselves. So uh, I think it would be a great asset to our tourism. One more thing the committee did was provide a definition of a principal residence. What was the rationale for that? Well, I, I probably the majority of our complaints are owners that don't live in the area. So uh, the principal residence to me is a big one when it for when it comes to complaints. You know, if you know, for instance, if you and I had a short term rental and we lived in lived in the on the premises or in the house beside it, it the people are going to act a lot different. 
when the owner was there. And, uh, and I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think that's one of the big components that we really have to look at in the short-term rental bylaw is to make sure that the owner lives on the premises or someone very close that we can contact to deal with the problem issue. Now, fees were a big item for opponents. What's your committee's recommendation in this regard? Well, the, the fee structure was set up. Um, when, you, when you look at the existing bylaw, it was a licensing fee was $750. If you didn't have a license and got caught, it was $500. So that didn't make any sense. It should actually be $750 for the fee or whatever we come up with, but maybe double if you don't have a license, not less. Because then everybody's just kind of going, well, we'll just pay the fee if we get caught, it's less. So uh, we wanted to highlight that. And uh, some of the fees that are there for any of the, you know, complaints or number of complaints and and parking and um, inspections and stuff like that. I don't think, I don't see those changing, but they're there for a reason. I mean, we're we're trying to, I think as, as uh, I think when council first brought the bylaw out, they were looking at the fact that the fees would pay for the enforcement. You know, it, it shouldn't have to be on the residents, uh, uh, the residents back to pay for the fees through their taxes kind of thing. So we should be setting this thing whole up to kind of look after itself. One of the things we've already talked about that I think is so important is this idea of a compliance. There is nothing in the recommendations that speaks to bylaw complaints such as noise and parking. What is going to be done to address residents' concerns when it comes to some of the negatives we know go on in short-term rentals? How is that going to be handled going forward? Well, I, I think the residents have to give this council a chance to show that we mean business when it comes to the to bylaw enforcement. And um and 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 I this this council is moving towards that. So I would just ask residents that, you know, give this council a chance to to let us do what we say we're going to do. And I think if if that happens, then I think mostly all these complaints are going to go to, they're going to go to the wayside. And um, so, um, you know, I think, you know, time will tell, but it's, it's our, it's our mandate to make sure that we do bylaw enforcement. As a counselor speaking for yourself, how strict do you want enforcement to be? What what's your attitude towards enforcement? I want it to be very strict. I think we've been dealing with this now for a while, and uh, I I think we've got some some uh, the uh, the problematic places they they need to be addressed, and um, you know it's it's uh, and and I think we we need to take a, a stern hand to it to show that we mean business, and oh, to show the residents and to show the residents that. That that we mean business, and we're going to make sure that their their privacy and uh, their their uh, you know their um, like their their home and stuff is not going to be invaded through um, disrespectful people that are coming in to rent these things from because uh, some of them live ten ten feet apart. Some of these cottages and stuff, and and uh, like they're they're ten feet from the person beside them that has to put up with how how they're acting. So. Uh, I understand that, and the council understands that. So um, we are definitely going to look after this. How far are you prepared to go? Well, I think we'll, we we've got the bylaw, and we've got to police the bylaw. You know, and it's it, there's fines, there's suspensions, and um, I think we need to do that. 
Are you prepared to hire more officers, by law enforcement officers? Um, you know, in my opinion, it's not not the opinion of the council, but my opinion, yes, I would be. And what about the costs involved? Well, hopefully, it would uh, you know kind of even itself out from from the uh, fines to the cost. How far are you prepared to go with uh, homeowners in terms of those who violate and maybe are repeat offenders? How far are you prepared to go? Well, I, I would say that we just have to let the bylaw deal with that and and go to buy to what the bylaw says on on repeat offenders. Um, there's some suspensions some suspensions there in the bylaw, and there's avenues for the owners to uh, you know to um, um, dispute the suspension. So I think that's our our basis is that bylaw or whatever you know whatever we end up with is the only thing we're going to have to be able to please that. If someone's persistent in being a repeat offender, are you prepared to shut them down? I would be, yes. Yep. So you've had 27 complaints. How many people have been charged under the existing bylaw in regards to those 27 complaints? I'm going to say none, to my knowledge. So what does that tell you then about the system? Well... I again, I want to go back to it to um, past how maybe the uh, the importance of it has been, and um, and I think, like I say, this council is totally different on where they want to go with it. We we heard it out there canvassing, and uh, we want to deal with it. We we totally understand the respect of residents out there that live beside these things, um, you know. And, and I think the intent of the short-term rental was never for people to come and to party and shoot off firecrackers and, you know, and, and uh, stay up till three in the clock in the morning and think they can make noise and, and uh, trespass and garbage and just general disrespect. That's not what it was to be. And uh, although people want to, you know, maybe come out from the city and come to the rural areas and in the country and have some fun. But again, we, you know, again, these, some of these places are 10, 10 feet from the residents that live beside him, and you have to respect that. And we have to respect their privacy. You mentioned earlier about the economic benefits and the impact on tourism. Now, operators argue that there are numerous examples of the importance of these operations in bringing money into the community. How far are you prepared to go in terms of not just supporting what's out there now and getting that under control, but an expansion of short-term rentals. Where do you stand on that? Well, again, it, it would be whatever the bylaw would allow for, for uh, you know, whatever we come up with and, and end up with when it comes to these uh, different zones. Oh. And, and right now, I, you know, this one, this exact question came up um, and um, you know, the, uh, our deputy clerk and our, planning um uh, looked into it and it's not something that we can control through the law we don't have that it looks like we don't have the right to put a cap on how many short-term rentals we can we can allow or not allow that's significant then in terms of being able to control it um how, how do you balance that out because obviously you're you're responsible for enforcement which takes bylaw enforcement officers and that has a cost to, associated with it there's prosecution there's all that follow-up that goes with it 
how do you balance that and the cost to to taxpayers? And then the fact that you can't say, well, you know, we're going to limit it to say a hundred or two hundred or you know fifty or whatever it is. How do you do that? Well, I if if the uh, if the percentage of bad versus good operators doesn't get carried away, I I honestly. You know, if we if we have a uh, hundred, maybe we only get ten complaints. You know, I I want to I, I want to reiterate that, you know, the vast majority of these short term rentals um, that we know of, and we know there's more out there, but we're not even hearing about them because they're not a problem. So uh, if we heard about them and they and they weren't licensed, yeah, we 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 uh, you know we might catch up to them, but you know we're looking at new avenues how to uh, how to find short-term rentals in in the uh, you know the Airbnb website, and uh, you know get get the addresses and, and names to where these ones that we don't know that are out there. So uh, you know, say you know we we had we've had some of our committee members come back and say you know I went on the Airbnb website and it depends on what you punch in, but they you know they they say there might be 270 280 in our municipality. So if we have that many in our municipality already, and I'm just saying that because, you know, of of, uh, of the, the question that came up and, and one of the committee members said uh, about going on and looking on the Airbnb website. I mean, so if, if they're if they're out there and we're not hearing about them, I mean, those are the ones that we that we want that are actually looking after it and, and uh, doing it the right way. We just need to get them to be legal. Well, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, uh, you may be a cottage owner and, you know, you have a bunch of friends and they come up and they use your cottage. And how are they different than somebody who charges somebody or, you know, maybe I want to buy a cottage and I, I've only got three weeks holiday, so I rented out the rest of the time. You know, how do, how do you sort through all of the, the, the variations, I guess, on what is a short term rental and and. When does it need to be licensed, and when is it just uh, something else other than? Yeah, I I don't know if there's a good answer for that question, Robert. Because uh, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Um, people could have family over and friends over, and friends could use somebody's cottage just because they're good buddies. And um, it's you know it's hard enough. Uh, we feel that's going to be a big enough task just to try to find the ones that are out there uh, to make them legal let alone the ones that all these people just say, yeah, go use my cottage for the weekend, uh, families and friends and buddies and stuff. So, uh, but, but you're right. It's, it's the same idea. It's just that they're not paying for it. Another critique of short-term rentals is the impact on affordable housing. Now the Canadian mortgage and housing corporation or the CMHC has released reports saying short-term rentals drive up housing prices, forcing housing prices up. What, what's your opinion on that? Well, I've I've never really spent my time to try to uh, you know just to go in to look at that kind of housing and stuff, but uh, I I do know if you talk to most short term rentals, the 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 difference between the short term rental and long term rental is like it's it's not even an argument for them because they they've had so many bad issues with long term rentals. You know sometimes I get people in renting their house, renting their cottage, renting an apartment, and they destroy it or they're they're just bad, bad neighbors or bad tenants, and they can't get them out. You know, it's the process is way too long, and it usually costs the the owner to to get them out. So, it's it's a it's a valid argument on both sides, and and I and I definitely see both sides.
There is a planning committee meeting this week where the recommendations from your committee will be discussed. Um, what are you planning to recommend to the committee? Um, and what are you planning to recommend to the committee? So the, so the ad hoc committee is, it's, it's already done. Everything that's coming to council tonight is there. <clears throat> and, um, so any recommendation, we can't change anything now. Um, and it'll be up to council to decide what they want to do with the information, um, you know, to accept or change it or whatever they want to come up with. What do you hope to say around the table? Well, I just like to <clears throat> say, like, um, you know, we've, we've got some delegates coming in tonight and, um, you know, and, and I, and I think it's great. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I look at this short term rental, the, how important it is to the township is because, you know, we, we have a budget meeting and, and maybe two people come on zoom and one person comes to the meeting. We have this short term, uh, committee and, and, uh, and the meetings. And the first one we had, we, 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 we didn't have enough room for everybody. So, uh, it, it's an important subject and uh, both for controlling it and both for, uh, uh, for tourism and a, and a, and a, and a second income for owners to help, you know, pay for the daily bills of, of living. So uh, it's, it's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of interest. Now, just for people who may not understand the process uh, this week is just a planning committee meeting. That's not anything final is going to be decided. It's just an opportunity to discuss and then create a recommendation that'll go before council. Is, have I got that process right or am I missing some steps? No, I believe you're right. Yeah. So, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't think council is going to make any decisions tonight. They'll just, they'll get everything. And I'm sure they've, uh, like, as normal, we get our agenda ahead of time, read it all, make our notes. So, uh, We'll just see where it goes tonight. And then in terms of next steps then and public input, there will be another meeting where people can come and speak and council is going to discuss it again before a final decision is made? Uh, I, I, I can't answer that because I don't know right at this moment. Okay. Michael Ensworth. Yes. I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Awesome. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me on and, and, uh, and again, I, I would just ask that, uh, you know, residents give this council a chance to do what we said we're going to do for them. And we're going to look after short-term rentals and enforcement. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. That was Michael Ainsworth, chair of the Ad Hoc Committee on Short-Term Rentals and an Aldwick Haldeman councillor. Council will revisit the issue at its June 6th meeting. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in. And I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at consider this northumberland at gmail.com 
or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.